Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. Support for the Nino's Corner Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, folks, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Nino's Corner at manscaped.com. Again, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Nino's Corner at manscaped.com. What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, aka Nino's Corner, man. First off, if you like this content that is coming your way, hit that subscribe button. It means a lot. Hey, and if you're listening to this on the podcast, go download, go like, support. Uh, comment five star review on all the podcast streaming, streaming platforms where it is Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Breaker, the whole nine. We are there wherever there is a podcast. But first off, guys, let us let's get into our sponsors, man. So support for the Nino's Corner podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, folks, the 4.0. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code manscaped.com. Again, folks, look at that banner box down there. 20% off promo code Nino's Corner at the website manscaped.com. Also, folks, you guys understand that I do have a clothing line and it is called Nino's Corner Merch Man. So you can go to uh, Nino's Corner Merch.com and get your 10% off, man, using the code NCPeeps10. At Nino's Corner You see it there in the banner box as well. But today, guys, we are not here to talk about my promo deals with Manscaped, my promo codes with my clothing line. We're here to talk about the week nine recap Texas versus Iowa State. Hey, man, Texas just lost their fourth straight game. Um, and no difference against Iowa State. Uh, this team completely faltered. Um, it's just not a good game. You know, Texas has one option, actually two options in the in the offensive side of the ball, and that's Bijan Robinson. And once you stop Bijan, it is now the Xavier Worthy show. Um, but since we don't have a Jordan Whittington there to take some pressure off of Worthy, uh, teams are just you know double covering him and not letting him do his thing to get open and to to make plays. Um, so uh, we have uh, basically a situation where um, Oklahoma kind of figured us out in the second half. Oklahoma State uh, did their thing to really limit us and pretty much expanded upon what OU did to us. Uh, Baylor did the exact same thing. They kind of mastered it, and we know uh, what Campbell is at Iowa State. He is a guy who is a technician when it comes to defenses and stopping Texas. He's done it quite often here in the past. And he's a, he completely shut us down for the entire game, not just the second half. 
the entire game. Uh, caused us to switch quarterbacks throughout the game. Went from Casey to Hudson Card. Man, there was no difference. For all the fans that were screaming to, you know, get Hudson in, um, we got Hudson in and we saw what happened. Um, it's the exact same thing. Without an offensive line, which is what I kind of talked about in my last video, go check it out, my Where's the Beef episode where basically showed how Texas was in the Big 12 tied for dead last in the offensive line recruiting. Um, 18, 18 scholarship commits, including transfers, only 12 or 13 are left on the roster as of now over the last five years, um, which is the lowest in the Big 12 tied with Kansas. The guys who were up there at the top, go figure, OU and Baylor. And people are saying, well, hey, Baylor's not doing that great. Well, how is Baylor up, to, you know, up in the top as far as the number of you know, just recruits to have on the line. Well, they went through two complete rebuilds in a five-year span, two different coaches. One guy took them from a one-win team to an 11-win team and a um, uh, near Big 12 championship. And the other guy now uh, took a one-win team last year and has them seven and two right now. So two complete rebuilds in a five-year period. Texas, yeah, yeah, here's what it is. So, you guys are here to hear me talk about Baylor or OU, but you are here uh, to hear me talk about the week nine breakdown of stats and how we looked against Iowa State and the metrics. So first off, guys, let's talk about the Texas offense versus the Iowa State offense. Texas offense, man, NCN score 27.8. You guys know um, the average NCN score for an offense is 40 points. Texas had a 27.8. Um, not efficient in the first quarter, 18.4 yeah, points in the first quarter, 0% um, explosive play rate, meaning plays that are 15 yards or more in the first quarter. So no explosive plays in the first quarter. Um, second quarter, they had a 48.1, um, which is above the, the NCAA average, 5% explosive play rate. You want that number up, guys, to be honest, which is around 12 to 15%. Um, third quarter, 2.5. Point in CN offense. It's truly garbage. Zero uh, percent again. XP rate, meaning no explosive plays in the third quarter. And in the fourth quarter, fifty-six point three NCN, best quarter they had. Of course, the game was over. A lot of gimme yards. Um, a lot of, um, you know, uh, uh, a lot of uh, uh, plays that were given to the Texas offense by the Iowa State defense just to let the game go by. So 56.3 point NCN offense in the fourth quarter, 7% XP rate for that quarter. And for the game, guys, like I said, 27.8 with a 3% XP rate. Horrible. Now, let's look at Iowa State's offense. Not too much better than Texas offense, but guess what they did do? They ran the ball well. Uh, Hall had an amazing game. Um, had a 47-yard run in the first uh drive of the second half so people stop saying that texas defense is gassed and 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 it's just so tired of being on the field so much it was the first drive after halftime meaning that they had time to rest in the halftime first drive and they still allowed a 47 yard run by hall which kind of broke the game open but like i said here first quarter 30.8 points 35.8 in the second quarter 88.8 in the third quarter which was a quarter that Brees hall actually broke out uh, 40.6 points in the fourth quarter and overall 39.8 point NCN offense. So basically a 40, which is the average score for NCN offense. Their offense was not really that good, um, but our defense made them look great, if that makes any sense. So let's go to the, you know, talking about defense, let's go to the defense side of the ball. And on the defense side of the ball, 
the average NCN defense uh, for um, a college here in college ball is 45 points. Texas had a 47.8 NCN defense for the uh, uh, entirety of the game. And by quarter, 44.5 points in the first, 53.3 in the second quarter, 7.6 points there was in the third quarter, which broke the game open. Um, and 48.1 points in the fourth quarter. You guys understand, going into halftime, Texas had the lead. It wasn't a big lead, but they had the lead. Um, and with them having the lead, uh, it kind of didn't feel right because we had the lead in the in the last three games, and we still ended up losing the game after halftime. So I guess you can say it's just the fourth game in the row. Texas had the lead at halftime and lost the game. Uh, but that was Texas defense in a nutshell. They were horrible on on you know in the third quarter, um, and it cost them the game. And it's not just the defense, guys. This is the offense. This is the whole team. Just a horrible. Uh, uh, horrible play all around from the offense and defense from the Iowa State side of the house. Um, they had a good, uh, a good uh, first quarter defensive stand there, sixty-eight points, um, forty-three point two point NCN defense in the second quarter, seventy-nine point two in the third quarter, and thirty-six point eight in the fourth quarter. I don't really count that fourth quarter because that was a lot of gimme yards, um, you know, a lot of junk yards, you know, for Texas. Um, and so, but they finished with a seventy-eight point five NCN defense, which is truly amazing. It's uh, especially considering forty-five points is the average for the NCAA. Um, so, guys, if a team per NCN metrics, a team has a, a better NCN offense and defense than the opposing team, they win the game like ninety-four percent of the time, ninety-three percent of the time. So there you have it. Iowa State won the. Uh, the the NCN offense battle, the NCN defense battle, and also the explosive play battle. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, Bill Walsh had a great quote: "The team that has at least one more explosive play uh, usually wins the game at a tune of like 87 percent or something like that." Um, so, um, of course, they also won that battle uh, when it comes to the XPs. And it, give me a second, let me take a look at what the XPs were. And I can tell you right now, Texas had two explosive plays for the game. And uh, Iowa State had 10. <laughs> Think about that for a minute. They had 10. They had 10 explosive plays. We had two. So there we go. Way to go, Texas. What a hell of a game. All gas, no breaks. I digress. I digress. Yeah. So let's go back to the charts. All right. Take a look at the quarterbacks. Now, we all know that Hudson Card ended up getting put in after the third or fourth drive. You know, so he took out Casey. And he didn't know better than Casey, let's be honest. Um, So just looking at the quarterbacks, so uh, Brock Purdy versus both UT quarterbacks, he bested them um, in the passing game, 49% as successful play rate compared to 21% for Texas. And his rushing rate was worse than Texas, but not by much. Both of them were under 40%, which is the average. And so 17 for, for Brock Purdy and 25% for um, Casey and Hudson Card. Overall, though, uh, 45% SP rate for Brock Purdy, 21% for the, for the two Texas quarterbacks. You know, I was going to break them down between Casey and Hudson, but uh, they just didn't have enough snaps. Well, Casey didn't have enough snaps to compare to Hudson's, and both of them played horrible. And so – you know, having two horrible metrics up there wouldn't have looked good. So next one, guys, let's take a look at the per down rate when it comes to the successful play rate. 
And first down, 62% for Brett Purdy, followed by 53% on second down for Purdy, and then 22% passing successful play rate for Brett Purdy on third down and zero on fourth down. Texas, 23% SP rate on first down, 10% on second down, 27% on third down. Horrible. There you go. There you have it. So if you take a look, I'm take a look at the XP metrics, guys. I already told you guys. Two successful plays for Texas, uh, 10 for um, you know Iowa State. So the explosive play yards per down. Let's look at the total uh, the total XP yards. First off, it's 43 total XP yards for the entire game for Texas on two plays. Uh, they had one play for 19 yards on a first down and one play for 24 yards on a third down. And that 43 yards equals 18.3% of the total yardage for Texas. Um, that's horrible. Usually you want your XP yards to be above 50%. That lets you know that you're an explosive offense or semi-explosive. And people respect the deep ball. People respect uh, the talent that, that's on your team. People uh, respect that your guys have the ability to get out there and get it and take it to the house on every play if need be. They don't, you know, 18% is garbage. And that's what Texas did, 18% of their total yards were XP yards, explosive play yards. Now, if you look at Iowa State, Iowa State had 251 um, XP yards, explosive play yards, at nearly 53% of their total yardage was XP yards. And all their yards were on first and second down, meaning that they got us early and they got us often. <laughs> um, it's pretty funny. Early and often, they got us first down. 178 of their XP yards were on first down. So 178 out of 251 yards. And then the other was uh, 73 yards um, of their 251 yards were, on, were second down um, XP yards. None on third down, and of course, none on fourth down. Usually hardly any have any on fourth down. But what this tells you is that to have no explosive play yards on third down means that one or two things. Either the third downs that uh, Iowa State had were so favorable, meaning third and ones, third and twos, third and threes, that they didn't have to get explosive plays. He just handed it off to the, you know, to Bruce Hall and let him do his thing and get a first down. Or they were moving the chain so well that they were hardly getting the third downs. So it was one or the other. Yeah, those those, are, those are, are the two things that happened in this game. And that is why uh, Iowa State's explosive play yards um, on third down were non-existent because they were getting this early and often on first and second down. So just think about that for a minute. So this tells you 251 yards. So 53% of Iowa State's total yards were explosive plays. So 251 yards. So 53% of Iowa State's yardage came on first and second down. It's crazy, isn't it? Probably more. I mean, more came in first and second down. But just and and I mean probably like seventy or eighty percent of the yards came up first and second down. I'm gonna check that metric out and I put it up on Twitter here in a minute. Mm, I won't do the per quarter metrics. It's pretty much the same. Hey guys, it is what it is. It's a lot to a little. <laughs> a lot to a little man. Texas had two explosive plays. Um, and uh, Iowa State had ten. So. There you have it. That's what I got. I'm actually tracking more than that. Let's take let's take a look. Looks like my my stacks for the explosive plays is not what I thought. No, that's right. That is right. 
Texas had, there we go. He had two explosive plays. Iowa State, 10. There it is. Two explosive, two explosive plays to 10. So there it is. Uh, one is supposed to play in the second quarter, one in the fourth quarter for Texas, two in the first quarter for Iowa State, one in the second quarter, four in the third quarter for Iowa State, and three in the fourth quarter. But, guys, that is the metrics. That is the charge. We're not going to talk too much about this, you know, just about the stats because guess what? What's there to talk about? Texas got their butts handed to them. They got whooped. They got spanked for the fourth game in a row. Now we play Kansas. After Kansas, I think it's Kansas. And after Kansas, West Virginia. After West Virginia, is Kansas State. And if Texas wins out, they went out and they go 7-5. Way to go. Um, if they don't, which I don't expect them to, Texas has a real good shot of, of, of losing. You can't, Texas doesn't have the luxury of overlooking anybody. Texas can get beat by Kansas next week. That would be freaking hilarious. Not really. You know, I'm a Texas grad. That would not be hilarious. But Texas, I, I, I think Texas will get past Kansas this week. Texas has a shot of getting beat by West Virginia and a shot of getting beat by Kansas State as well. Texas could finish 5-7 and seven this year. Think about that for a minute. 5-7. and seven. All gas, no bricks. So, yeah, what a season this has been so far. And I don't think the season that many fans thought that thought was going to happen this year, but it is what it is. You know, I put a message up on Twitter today that, you know, it's kind of hard to, to kind of waste your time. And I shouldn't say waste. I was a little bit heated, guys. You guys know I want to always watch Texas. I'm, I'm a Longhorn grad. I watch Texas every freaking weekend. I block off my schedule. I was just venting. Had a little steam on me, right? I didn't. I wasn't feeling it right then. But hey, horns are always up. You guys know that. But um, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in the next game. Uh, with the recent news also that Josh Moore is in the transfer portal now. Um, so who steps up for him? Um, uh, you know, wasn't the best game for him anyway. Um, you know, he didn't have the best season so far. He's he didn't do what we thought he was going to do. Um, you know, but talking about players, let's let's, let's go into a few player stats. I'm not going to give you a player cards to this because the the stats are so pedestrian. But the leading receiver when it comes to NCM receiving is Josh Moore, who we just talked about at 54.16 NCM receiving, three targets, two receptions for 32 yards, one first down, one is supposed to play, and both of his receptions were successful plays. Uh, the next guy on the list when it comes to NCM receiving is Xavier Worthy, 35.15, two receptions on seven targets, 23. Yards, two first downs, one one TD, uh, one explosive play, and two successful plays. And that was it. Um, really and truly, that was it. K. Brewer, two receptions, four targets, three yards, horrible, um, and a drop. So it's a negative 18.7. So basically a negative 19 NCN offense. And Bijan and Keylon, not the best numbers at all either. Uh, so Bijan 28.14, Keelan negative 44.34 when it comes to NCM receiving. Uh, now on the rushing side of the house, uh, Bijan Robinson 19.73 this game. Um, 18 rushes, 90 yards, uh, five first downs, no touchdowns, no supposed plays, eight successful plays, so eight out of 18, 44.44% successful play per attempt. And he had a fumble, and so that fumble really changed everything. Now, if if Bijan doesn't have that fumble, his NCN goes up to a forty-four point nine two, which is above the forty-point average. But he had a fumble, and the most important thing a running back and a and a wide receiver can do is keep your hands on the ball. 
Roshan had a, a NCN of 43.24, five attempts, 19 yards, 3.8 yards carry, one first down, uh, three three successful plays. Uh, Keelan Robinson, there's a Keelan Robinson sighting, guys. Three plays, 18 yards, six yards per carry, one first down, three successful plays. But that was all in the last drive of the game, all right, the last two drives of the game. Um, let's talk about Roshan Johnson right quick. One thing that I love about Roshan, and I do love about Roshan, it's got to be the one of the most uh, selfless players on this team, one of the most unselfish players on this team. Everybody knows he came in as a highly tied wide receiver. I'm sorry, highly tied quarterback. Um, we had we were very thin at the running back position. Volunteers with the previous staff to go play running back, and it's been a staple there since his freshman year. One thing I loved about what Rojo did this game, he got in the grill of somebody. Uh, for Iowa State, for you know, uh, uh, just a little bit of chippiness on the play. Roshan got in that face. That's what you expect your offensive lineman to do. That's what you expect them big boys and big nasty to do. Get off my dude. Not Rojo did that. That's some dog in us, some grit. We need players like that. We need guys that are going to stick up for each other. You know, we had the Texas Roundtable. Myself, Steven from, you know, uh, FP, Fanatic Perspective, um, Texas Homer, Texas Platinum, Texas Football Talk, Lando Show, we all talked about this. And I said, when I was at Texas, we had guys that had dog in them. The, the players um, coached the team. He had Mac Brown coach and, 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 and Mad Dog was his strength coach. And we had office coordinator. We had the defense coordinators the whole nine. But that was a player-driven team. Vince Young. Uh, heading up seven on sevens, um, you know, uh, RT uh, at the seven on seven as well. Um, you know, the Shipley even brought his little brother before he even came to UT. He had to be about 12 or 13 years old. He was on the field when on seven on sevens. Terrell Brown, you know, even the offensive lineman who couldn't even play in the seven on sevens, they were there to Jay Scott's and, you know, the line of guards, rest in peace. And, you know, it was just they had guys there that were able to coach this team. Uh, without having Mac Brown and the coordinators coach this team. And that's what this team is missing, man. Um, they need some of that leadership. But um, it's good to see guys like Rojo step up, show some grit, show some fight, and understand that these are your brothers. You know, I'll, you guys know that I'm in the military. You fight for your brothers. You fight for the person next to you. And I think this team really needs to get to that, fighting for each other. Um, they got three more games in the season. They, they better fight hard. They better fight hard because they need it. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. Um, so uh, I still got trust in Sark. We'll see what's going to happen. You know, I give them the benefit of the doubt in the first season, but some things need to happen. They got to hit that transfer portal hard, hard for some offensive linemen here and recruit hard, hard for some linemen. Um, so on that note, guys, man, I'm out, man. Uh, do you, don't be afraid to fail. I grow your environment, understand your brilliance, man. Uh, again, guys, manscaped.com, 20% off promo code, Nino's Corner at manscaped.com. Uh, also, 10% promo code NCPeeps10 at Nino's Corner.com. But on that note, guys, man, like I always tell you guys, do you, man, uh, let you guys out. Salute. Nino's Corner out. <laughs>